there. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Creative Vault. Come join me on an adventure as we unlock and discover the secrets of creative success. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Creative Vault. Today, I've got a really juicy episode for you that bears warranted repeated listening. So today, I want to talk about creativity and the dosha cycle. So for most of us, the dosha cycle can be a very new concept that we may have heard of in passing or have never heard of before. Um, so what inspired me to talk about this topic today? In my most recent module with the Supercoach Academy, we actually graduate in two weeks' time. That's f***ing crazy. Okay, sorry. Um, Dan taught us about the dosha cycles and how we can incorporate it into our coaching tactics. For example, understanding which stage is our coachee currently in and how can we carry them onto the next stage, sort of like holding their hands and delivering them into the next stage or next phase. I had a light bulb moment where it hit me that the creativity journey draws a lot of similarity or parallels to the dosha cycle. And the more I researched upon the parallels and similarities, the more I felt ignited and passionate to share this. So my gut is fired up and really wanting to share this with everybody because I think it will benefit everybody. Grab your notebooks because you might want to take down some notes. Firstly, before I dive into the dosha cycle, I want to talk about the term creative for a second. So oftentimes I hear from clients or people in general, including creatives ourselves, that we are not creative enough or we wish that we could be more creative in certain areas of our lives or when we are problem solving. Um, and that's honestly a thought that everybody has. It's very common in whichever discipline or whichever stage and phase you're in we will always run into these kind of roadblocks. I want to debunk the myth that creativity is not a woo-woo topic or something that is out of reach within us. In fact, creativity is what makes us human. It's an innate quality in all of us. So if you're a human, you are creative. Creativity exists everywhere. In other human beings, in our environments, in the air, and in small unnoticed pockets that we may or may not observe, but it's sitting there like a treasure trove. In fact, even the universe has creative energy. According to the Vedic philosophy, creativity is considered the powerful force that is responsible for the creation of the whole universe. And it is a power that we all have within us. So this power is known as Shakti and is described as the creative force of manifestation, which I will share and link to when we talk about the dosha cycles. This creative force is constantly flowing around. And within us, and when we tap into it, we have the ability to create and manifest whatever we want. So part of cultivating creativity is to create consciousness. Also known as pure awareness or spirit is the ground state of who we are. And it's the source of all our experiences as well as our creativity. In fact, creativity is a quality of consciousness. So a quality of spirit. So whenever we tap into our consciousness, we draw out the creativity from that pool of resource. So when we connect to our inner spirit, we open up our creative natures. This is where putting in the reps to hone our creativity really amplifies and magnifies like a 360 energy ball because we've conditioned ourselves to that space of letting everything happen and accepting our environment as it is. So we're not resisting, we're just accepting. 
we're letting ideas flow within us and we pick out the good ideas that we want to manifest and we want to try and experiment and play with. That's honestly what creativity to me is about. But the ironic thing sometimes is that we often disconnect ourselves from our consciousness, which then separates our inner creativity. Often this happens when we experience an imbalance in our body, lack of care, etc. So when we start to lack taking care of ourselves, when we start to let certain aspects of our well-being go, oftentimes we feel this imbalance whenever we step into a studio or we step into a space of wanting to tap into that creative resource. We may not feel the best that day. There's always going to be a percentage of showing up. For example, a day you can show up as 100%. Like, oh, oh yeah, really yeah. full. But some days it's just really difficult for you to um, access that creative space and know that that's very normal and that's very okay. Uh, so I'm currently reading a book called How to Steal Like an Artist from Austin Klein, which I highly recommend and will put the link in the show notes below. So part of what he shares is to cultivate and choreograph your environment and lifestyle so inspiration feels invited to share its seed and ideas with you. We cannot create from a space of lack, and that includes our mental space as well as our heart space. And since creativity is an expression or extension of ourselves, it is all the more imperative that we focus on fulfilling our own cup or pillar of needs. So focusing on the heart space, fulfilling our vessel allows us to tune into our consciousness and therefore the manifestation of what we create with our beings is more attuned and connected. Healing is the new hustling. We take care of ourselves so we may inspire and empower others. And I'm not fucking kidding you. This sort of energy ripples and it can be felt and seen even if no one is watching. We are always our first audience. Now, one way of being attuned to our cycle of consciousness is to understand the dosha cycle. And this is where the introduction comes in. This framework provides one way of understanding the ebb and flow of energy within a time period, including the ease in which our creativity expresses and how it may show up within a certain time period. For example, 24 hours, or we are talking about a certain creation phase, for example, three months, three weeks, or even years. Now, dosha in Sanskrit means energy, and there are three main stages. Firstly, the vata stage, which is made up of air and space. So it's usually in the ideation or dreaming phase. It's usually more open in nature and therefore expresses creativity more outwardly and easily because we're downloading ideas and inspiration from the universe at that point. Second stage is the pita phase, which is a mixture of fire and water. This is the do phase. This is the execution phase where we're expressing creativity through intellect and manifesting it into real life, concretizing our ideas. The last stage is the kapha phase, the mixture of earth and water, which expresses creativity more closely, more in personal spaces like homes, families, and personal hobbies. Now, each of us, have these three dosha cycles. And each stage needs to happen for the next one to happen. So we can't jump stages. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, similarly to the creative process. Each dosha cycle 
helps us to put language to observations and patterns we notice in our lives, but we just don't have the vocabulary for. So hopefully this episode will provide you with the vocabulary of understanding the signposts and understanding how to navigate through these different stages, especially the transitions, for example, from the Vata to the Pita to the Pita to the uh, Kapha and the Kapha to back to the Vata phase. So it's all in one doshik cycle. Now, in this episode, I will incorporate the creative element into the different dosha stages and help you understand what is worth looking out for. The Vata stage usually expresses creativity with ease, but often with our destructible nature, creative Vatas need healthy daily practices to keep that creativity focused. Why? Because this stage is all about excitement. Novelty and our brains are filled with dopamine. So we're sourcing inspiration and ideas and we're trying to collect our treasure trove of ideas so that whenever we pull out something, we can possibly steal and we can possibly emulate and evolve from those ideas. In this stage, dreaming becomes a full-time job and you'll often find yourself with your head in the clouds, dreaming and ideating. But when we are not in balance, the Vata stage may begin a lot of creative projects but have difficulty finishing them or they may feel scattered and not connected to our creative inner voice. Why? Because ideas at this point move at lightning speed and usually there are no sticks in the game so we can change without any consequences or any effects in reality. If we overstay in the Vata phase, overthinking happens. Excessive vata manifests into overthinking or rumination. For example, if you keep thinking and ideating and thinking and thinking and thinking, you eventually talk yourself out of the idea and nothing gets done. So people have spent the entire lives thinking that they should do. They should do, but they don't do. So there's no action. The do action never happens. So it'll always be an idea. In order for naturally creative vatas to stay balanced, having regular routines and practices that support all the pillars of well-being will give the stability needed to express the creativity. For example, consistent meals, engaging in light exercise or movement, creating a good wind-down or sleep routine, and connecting with nature, etc. Additionally, commitment will help you shift your energy into the vata phase. I will link a show note to an IG Live by the Lito Academy where Dan talks about wanting versus committing and how wanting something so badly is not enough if you can't commit. Commitment is the fuel to the engine so you can drive the fucking Second stage, the Peter phase. The Peter is the do phase or the execution phase. And Peters usually align with their creativity to achieve their goals. And the extreme focus can sometimes keep them from finding creative solutions. So this is where the do-do-do happens. We put our head down and we get work done. A lot of work gets done in this phase. It's no longer an idea, but a manifestation into reality of your idea, business, project or calling that becomes a part of your daily existence. So this is where the creative practice or the do part of the creative practice comes in, where we put in the wraps to go into the studio or we go into a space and we basically play and figure it out. That is the Peter phase. Do not take this phase for granted because this phase doesn't last forever. It is important to take steps back at this phase, take a pause and remember what it was like 
when you were in the Vata stage dreaming about this. Now, when not in balance, Peters may find that they can follow through on creative ideas, but along the way, they may miss out on opportunities to improve upon their ideas and can actually stomp out their natural fire of creativity because the Peter stage is ruled by fire. And this is the do stage as well. We can often do without understanding what and why we are doing this. Additionally, this is the most important takeaway. If you only can take one thing from this episode, you take this, yeah? If you overstay in the Peter stage, you will burn out. And I'm not fucking kidding you because the Peter stage is ruled by fire. And if you keep do, 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 without the replenishment, without that self-care, you will naturally burn yourself out. And that reminds me of my first few episodes where I talk about having that sacred pause or sacred rest. And that is exactly sort of that transition from the Peter stage to the Kapha stage. And how by doing sometimes we deplete ourselves of our own energy resource and if we don't refill back in, if we don't take care of our cup, it becomes really, really tiring. And understand that our best ideas don't happen when we're frustrated and exhausted. It's only through taking that step back, seeing the bigger picture and the clarity and answers come through. So to all the creatives who are experiencing creative blocks in their workshop process, try this. Take a step back, pause, reflect, and reevaluate. Pivot if you need to. Otherwise, your breaks will choose when you need to take a break. And you can't say no then before because it will be too late. So preempting before it hits is crucial understanding the signs of you're getting to the stage of burnout, recognizing the signposts is important. In order for naturally focused Peters to stay balanced, having regular routines and practices that support all the pillars of well-being will give the flexibility needed to stay aligned with the creativity. For example, finding things that are fun and energizing rather than competitive, mindfulness exercise like meditations or long walks, writing a to-do list before going to bed so that you can declutter the mind before sleep, and noticing irritability under stress and connecting to grounding breaths, resourcing internally within yourself for creative problem-solving rather than playing the blame game, or scheduling pockets of time that refills your energy in the day. This is not a currency that can be negotiated. As I mentioned earlier, healing is the new hustling. Now, the last stage is the Kapha phase, also known as the re-evaluation phase. So, in every project management cycle, there's the do and there's the reflection and the re-evaluation phase. This is exactly what it is. Getting out of the day-to-day, the hustling, the achieving, and start looking at the whys. Anchoring back to our truths and being really fucking honest with what we want moving forward. And when I first learned about this, I got chills down my spine because it took me a long time to come to terms with that was what I first started out with when I graduated, is radically different to how it turned out to be. And looking back in hindsight, that sometimes the things that didn't happen to us actually was the perfect thing to happen. Let me repeat again. Sometimes in life, the things that didn't happen was actually the perfect thing to happen so that better things can come to you. Much has changed from when you first began the Vata phase. And after the do-do-do-do-do-do phase, the re-evaluation needs to happen. 
And after that reevaluation, perhaps you may notice that what you're doing is no longer in alignment with the next evolution or stage because we are always ever expanding. The universe is always ever changing, ever evolving, and so are we. Staying fixed in our ways sometimes can be more detrimental to us because we will never grow and we will never learn. That's stifling and worse. Now, a question that I fucking love that can not only help you gain clarity, but to also help you figure out what's next. Where is the flow taking me? What is the next thing that I want to do? Scale doesn't matter as long as I get fucking excited thinking about it. Trade progress for slowness. And know that there are still ripples happening even during stillness. Restoration can only come from the kapha stage. However, the downside is that people can overstay in this phase because it feels so comfortable. When you remove the pressure of having to do anything and overindulge in self-compassion and rest, it feels great. There is no pressure. You just simply be and you just simply do. However, overstaying in this phase leads to inertia or that sense of sluggishness. So the car engine can't vroom because the car was idle too long and the gas got cold and so the car can't start again. While this is a restful and beautiful phase, it is meant to be passed onto the next. It's meant to be a springboard to your next idea so that the Vata stage can happen as the new Doshik cycle begins. We rest so that we may move forward with a higher perspective. And this is where the waterfall of ideas and inspiration brews, therefore beginning the Vata stage with a redefined vision on how you want to serve and manifest your creativity into, uh, into real life. Now, this stage does not mean that there is no doing. There are certain varying degrees of doing in each stage, but the priority and focus is different. In order for Kaphas to stay inspired and balanced, having regular routines and practices that support all the pillars of well-being will keep their creative juices flowing. For example, exploring activities that sparks fun and adventure, spicing up your routine to break out of the day-to-day, resisting the temptation of staying too long in bed and not being discouraged by things that drain your energy, instead getting re-inspired by connecting to what lights you up or your higher purpose. Alright, so that was a mouthful and a punchful of juicy information that bears re-listening. To all the creatives out there, we live through seasons and phases in life. It is important for us to recognize the signs so we can stay connected to our underlying creative nature, which can bring new meaning and possibility to life and a deeper sense of well-being. Take care, and I will see you in the next episode.